morning and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing, the Small Business Cheerleader, and I'm joined today by Tara Clark from Black Lash Makeup, and we're here to talk about niching in the beauty industry. How are you today? I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, I know. Trust us to be able to have a podcast recording on Valentine's Day. I think that that's just, it's just wonderful. Um, Because you are my biz bestie. Um, We met through Fusion, which is a networking group. And over the years, we've been able to catch up and talk real life business, which is what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about your story and how you found a niche in natural looking makeup and how you've made that your bread and butter in the beauty industry. So firstly, introduce yourself and let everyone know how you came about to be in the makeup realm. So that's a bit of a long story. Let's try and cut it down as much as I can. Um, So I was a dancer when I was a kid. And when I left school, I wanted to be a makeup artist. That's what got me into makeup, was doing all the makeup for the performances, doing my friends, sticking the lashes on, all those things. Um, And so I left school and I did a couple of different diplomas in makeup artistry. Um, And I... um, from from there, I didn't want to work in retail. I knew that I didn't want to work in a retail shop. Uh, So I... Like, it, it was really hard back then, right? You either did weddings or you worked in retail. And I knew that I didn't want to work in retail. So mm-hmm. I kind of tried a bit and then I was like, this is too hard. I'm 18 years old. I have no idea how to work for myself. So I got, I say to people, I got a real job. Um, I went <laughs> I went and worked um, in a call centre for a superannuation fund, worked my way up, did my diploma in financial planning, worked in finance for most of my um, adult life. And then when I got married and we had children, um, I had three girls via IVF and then we got a little surprise bundle um, shortly after. So I had four children under four and I was just like, how am I going to go back to working 40 plus hours a week in finance in the city with four little kids? It just wasn't doable for us. Um, And I thought maybe if I go back and refresh my skills, I can do makeup on the weekends, hubby's home, we don't have to worry about daycare, Um, it's going to be really flexible. Um, So that's how I got back into it some 20 years later. Um, And I kind of thought at the time, we'll just do it for a couple of years, you know, just to get us over the hump, you know, get them into school, things will be easier. And I met some really wonderful people in business and my business flourished and this is just what I do now. I never went back. So how's that? When you think about it, your passion was always there and then it was just the man crushed you down with your spirits because it's, you know, that's not, you know, you can't, you know how that comes in when you're that age, you know, you can't surely do that for, you know, a job all the time. And I know an intern I had working with me once loved fashion and she said to her mum, I'm going to be in fashion. Um, And I I just, it's what I want to do. And she said, no, you're never going to get a job in that, go and become a journalist. And so she did, she lasted two years, ended up as a stylist, loves it and became the editor of STM in the fashion. So that, Talk about That's your awesome passion. story. So it just shows you that she went and did, um, you know, did that. And, and in the end, it came back to her. So it came back to you. That's what I love about this story. And you flourished because it was something that 
you were so determined to make happen in your flexibility for your life. And then people were like, oh my God, this is, she's amazing. And then someone else and then someone else. And before you know it, it's a business and you're in business. So let's go back to natural looking makeup. So did you always love natural looking makeup? Is that your jam as they say? Um, So like, I think that's a two part question. So yes, I did. Like when, like my style, when I look at makeup artists that I love and follow for their makeup, like it's people like Penny Antoine and Emma Chan, people that are doing this lovely bronzed beach beauty you know like I love that I love skin I always say to people my passion is skin looking like skin Mm -hmm. um so yes I have always loved that but I probably didn't always do that because like many people when they start a business I was trying to appeal to the masses We've all been there. Yeah. And like the place that I went back and did my refresh of skills, um, I had the most amazing educator. She was 21 years old at the time. Um, so much younger than I was. Um, but she she was an amazing makeup artist, but probably the style of makeup that she did was that really full glam um that that young girls ask for, right, that, that's in vogue. Um, and so I think we sort of aspired to do that sort of thing. And I was like, well, this is what people want, you know, this is what people are looking for. Um, but it, it's probably, it's not where, yeah, it's not where my heart lies. And I think um, it's only once once I started talking to people in business and I joined Fusion and I joined Social Club and I started mixing with other women in business and started understanding, you know, all the parts to actually running a business, not just being good at what it is that you do. And I was like, oh, okay, so I need to understand who I'm talking to. I need to understand who my clients are. Um, and that's when it's when I started looking at, well, hang on, actually, there are lots of people out there who don't feel comfortable going to a counter and having a young girl do a full face of, you know, thick foundation and cut crease and eyelashes like a drag queen. Like there's, there's lots of people out there like me who just want to look like the best version of themselves. And And that's when it clicked. And you said you took the learnings of business, which is what I also teach in my my things for startups is, you know, find your passion, find your why, and then look at how your ideal client looks and how you can help them best. And you did exactly that. And you found that because you're right, by talking to fellow business owners, your ideal clients in some cases, you found that there was a missing a missing part, a gap in the market that could become your authority, your place in that market. Yep. And you now own that in that regard because people go to you because they know you are the person for that. I mean, I've been to balls before where I've had makeup done and the kids literally, their mouths opened when they came in from school because they were like, who the F are you and why are you in my house? So, you know, you've got that type of makeup and then you've got the other ones where you actually are just an amplified version of you. Now you have done my makeup obviously twice now for branding shoots that I've been in and I've adored it and the amount of comments I get on it of how, wow, that looks just like, you know, that's just you, you know, and I think that that's where you have 
the skills to see that in people. So, so what we've gone through, that's what prompted you to find your niche, but were you originally concerned about, you know, cutting people out? Cause I know most people I speak to when I start a marketing journey with them, but I'm going to be cutting out X yeah. amount of market. You know, how am I going to make money? So how did you approach that? Were you scared at the beginning yeah, of, of that? Absolutely. And I think like it's certain, like if you go back, I haven't deleted anything off my Instagram. So if you go back to when I first started my Instagram, like you can see, like I did heaps of macro stuff, like where, you know, like I do like this really crazy eye or these, you know, crazy lips and place that on there. Um, thinking that, you know, I was, I was trying to get everybody, you know, to look at what I was doing. So yeah, I definitely thought, but if I don't, if I don't talk to everybody, then, you know, like that I'm going to cut all these people out. There's so many people who do want like a really bold smoky eye, but I've, um, I sort of discovered <laughs> that that was not really the case. And I think like, you know, like you said, you teach this as well, you know, that you, when you're coaching people that you really need to find, you know, your Sarah or your Gina, I've got two different ones <laughs> and, you know, and find them and speak to them with all your marketing in particular. And I think, Focusing on that skin for me, like, you know, not looking cakey and creasy and, you know, like you've put on a mask is definitely where I've found my clients. Um, but I've also found that it, it hasn't really cut out because I used, I used to say to people all the time, oh, I don't do school balls because, you know, in school ball people want a young girl to do their makeup and they usually want like full glam. So I don't get school balls. I do heaps of school balls now and I get the girls that their mums are booking for them. So they're like, you know, girls that don't wear makeup. So their mums are like, I, you know, she doesn't wear makeup. But I also get girls who are like, well, you're a makeup artist, like you do a good job and if I show you a picture, you're going to be able to replicate yeah. Yeah. What, what I want. And, you know, like I did a, a client on Saturday, on Sunday morning actually who um, wanted full glam she wanted like you know the massive lashes she wanted wing liner she wanted the full coverage foundation I can do it and she she hired me because she can obviously see that I'm a makeup artist it's not my preference but I can obviously do that for you so it's like you still get people that just want a competent person who's going to turn up and yeah and you've got the skills. I mean, that's what I also have to remind people, hey, is the fact that just because you're niching down doesn't mean you're closed off yeah. to everything. Yeah. It's just saying that your messaging is very succinct and talking to one person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I say do, you know, mentoring and talking to people about that sort of startup issues doesn't mean I don't do Facebook ad campaigns and marketing for construction clients that I've worked with over the years because yeah. they know I do a good job and I have in the past. I don't talk about that on my socials because that's not my ideal client. Yeah. It's a client who knows I do a good job and I'm happy to do their work. But I have a passion for helping a specific ideal client and that's where I show up and that's where I provide my uh, knowledge in a gap. And I find that 
if you look at a market and you try and find where you fit, where you can provide the best impact, that should be where you look to niche because that will save you the effort of trying to be everything to everyone because it dilutes. If you're trying to be people with, you know, that want the massive uh, face for a ball, you want massive weddings, you want this, you want that, you want this, and people are like, well, I don't know, is she really mine? Is she, does she get me? And I think it's that what people want now. They want to be able to cut through because the noise is so big. They want to be able to see if you're their person. Is that something you found that, because I know automatically who I can relate to and who I want to do, you know, my makeup and things. And, and you must find that too and repeat customers. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I do have like a lot of regular customers now um, who will come at you know, eight o'clock in the morning for a six o'clock at night event, if that's the only spot that I have. Mm. Um, so that's that's really lovely. I love that I've gelled with people like that. But I, I get a lot of, I suppose I get a lot of mums, like not, not all mums, but I do get a lot of mums who say, I don't want to go and sit in Mecca with mm. everyone around me and, you know, a young girl doing my makeup. I don't, I, I feel judged or I don't feel comfortable in that environment and let's face it like for most of us getting your makeup done is a treat it's a luxury it's not it's not a thing that you do every week um it's you're doing it for a special occasion in your life generally speaking um and so you want it to be a little bit pampering right you don't want to feel like uncomfortable or worried about what it's going to look like at the end yeah and and that's exactly right uh, because that's how I feel so I know there's so many others um that are similar to me that would there's no way we, we would go and sit and never have um but to then find there's other options which I wasn't really aware of by going through things like um you know business networking events and realizing that there are people who can come to you yeah. or you can go to your studio where it's comfortable and pampering and yeah. and this is where I want to go to the next step of your business now you have a team because you've actually been able to find again a gap in the market of remote um, you know coming to you or people able to have it out of those stores and into a place that suits them so explain how that happened how did that all turn around because yes you were mobile makeup or your studio so explain how it all works now so um, I've got two girls that are doing work for me and the, the, I think the biggest thing for me at the start when, when I first started looking at doing this was I picked up doing hair about 18 months ago or, yeah, about 18 months ago. Um, and the reason that I did that was because I book a lot of small weddings, so like the bride and the mother or the bride and a couple of bridesmaids. And people that are just having themselves and one other person don't want to book a person for hair and don't want to book a person for makeup. I also do a lot of branding photography, as you know. Um, and so hair services are great for them to be able to come to one place and get everything done. So when I started doing that, that was fine if I only had two people, but if it was a larger wedding where there was like three or four or six people that wanted hair and makeup, it was impossible for me to do both. Um, and I've also got to a point where I don't want to stand doing makeup for eight hours <laughs> so I was like okay so to pick to do these larger weddings I need reliable people that I can say I can take that booking and I've got 
another person to come with me to help. So that's kind of how I got in the mindset of I, I need more people. Um, I'm also now booked out pretty much on a Saturday in my studio and most Fridays. So I can't be doing mobile appointments. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have people that I could say, well, I've got, it, it won't be me, but I've got a person that I trust fully that delivers my aesthetic that will come to you. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that came about. And I found um, two people that um, I work with now uh, that are able to help and assist me with my weddings but also provide that mobile service that I can't necessarily do yeah and that's where the scaling comes in doesn't it because with the one-to-one -one model it is very hard obviously because you you do book out so it's like how does that next step look in small business when you do become busy but busy where you can't do all the work yourself how does that look and you've been able to find that credible staff that has because people want you they want yeah. the makeup you provide. So I think if you can then enable your staff to have that aesthetic, as you said, that same mindset, the same professionalism, then you can successfully scale in that regard. And I think that uh, um, doing that the way you have allows you to continue to grow without being stressed and overwhelmed. But it does take work, doesn't it? Because you're, you're, you've had to look at booking systems and yeah, managing yeah. schedules and the change from being that solopreneur into now having a team. Explain how that's been on your mind and, and, and just in organisational abilities, you know, because yes, it, so. it is something people will hit when they become successful. Yeah, so it is, it was, it's been very tricky <laughs> um, to say the least. Um, so when I first started, so I've, um, Amy's been working with me for, I think coming up 12 months um, and has probably been working with me for about six months, um, which has been great. Uh, when it first started though, for a long time, I was doing everything manually. So, like, I would get, like, before before I had them, like, I'd get an inquiry. I'm like, oh, I'm booked that day. Sorry, I can't do it. Yeah. Whereas now I get an inquiry and it's like, do I, if, if I, you know, if I'm booked or if I'm not working that day or whatever, you know, maybe, or, like, I'm not providing mobile services that day, then it was, okay, now I need to go and check. Like, I need to message Amy. I need to wait for Amy to reply, all those sorts of things. So that was, I was doing that manually for such a long time. Um, at the end, we'll the last quarter of last year, I um, got a VA um, and got her to set up a new scheduling system for me. So I've now moved my online my mobile bookings to online as well, which is great because not only can people go online and book their mobile services without really having to, like, like they do. So, like, I get loads of online bookings for my own studio um, at, like, 10 o'clock at night because we're busy women, right? That's when we're on, that's when we're on the Instagrams. That's when we're on the Googles. Yeah. Um, and so that's when we're wanting to do those sorts of things for ourselves, right? We just want to be able to book an appointment and pay for it. So yeah. now I've got that system set up for my mobile bookings. Um, it also works great because if I get wedding inquiries or, you know, photo shoot inquiries or other things, I can jump on that calendar and see when the girls are available as well. And I don't yeah. need to be going backwards and forwards all the time. How good is that? I mean, I must say, I don't want to speak to anyone anymore. Is it just me? If there's a button that just says pick a date and pay for it, I'm yeah. in heaven. If I have yeah. to ring it, ring, ugh, email even more so, if I can just press a button, 
if I know you, I know what I want. I'm pressing a button and I'm booking because yeah. at 10 o'clock at night is what I want to do. And there's yeah. a lot of other people there. And if it is automated, it is like making sales while you're asleep. You know, that yeah. saying of them being able to just automate. But having a VA set that up for you is a step, a step that a lot of people um, take a while to take because it, it is an outlay. I, I took a while. Yeah. So I was like, I can work this out. And yes. I, I probably spent a couple of months trying to work it out. I got my husband to have a look because he's a bit more tech savvy than me. And in the end, I was like, Tara, what are you doing? It, co- <laughs> it Like it really didn't cost me very much. Um, the stress was gone. She managed the whole process. She contacted the girls and it was set up and it was running. And I was like, this is great. This yes. is better than I could have done it. Yeah, we have to look at what our time is worth. Ultimately, as a mother of four running a yep. business, yep. what is your time worth for spending, you know, hours Googling on a weekend how to make it work, sitting in front of the TV at night, stressed because you're still manually doing it whilst trying to find yep. ways to automate it? I think sometimes places like Fiverr and Upwork or just having people that know a local VA that has skills in that area, yep. it has to be an option for you when you get to that point yep. because yep. the stress I don't believe is worth it. And if you can, um, you know, find the 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 resources because it does take resources to do it. It is a job worthwhile, even as you say, if it's just to set it up. Yep. You know, you don't have to have an ongoing VA run your life, but if you do have it set up, um, same with websites and things that sometimes just get out of control. And then we procrastinate, don't we? And then it yep. never happens. And then we sit there the next month complaining about the fact that we still haven't got it done. And we've got all these massive ideas for our business and we can't quite get there. So I love to hear that you did it. And I love to see the relief when I spoke to you about it, when you had done it, to see that, oh, it was easier. Yeah, not yeah. for me to do it, for someone else to do it. And look, I'm now done. Look at it. You know, you it's like a baby, isn't it? You're like, look, yeah. it's done. It yeah. works. It's amazing. It does. And it's better than I could ever have done it, right? Yeah. Like, well, I that's their skill. It's people yeah. in the zone of genius. Yes. You do makeup. I can't do that to save my life. I could help you find your ideal client. Awesome. Together, magic happens. And yes. I think that's when um, I myself even just got a VA on this year again. Um, just to make sure my podcasts go up every week, just to make sure all my Facebook stuff is checked off and done. Because when I'm in work mode, those things are, oh, it's another thing. It's another thing. It's another thing. And they're important to me, but it's just another thing. Yeah, yeah. That alone is enough to, you know, kids, mums, school, you know, lunches, God, it, it, just everything in general. You have four that are still younger. Mine at least are older. So you, if anyone deserves a VA and, and you got a cleaner. Is that right? Did you get a cleaner? I did, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sometimes we just have to look after ourselves um, because that working. Best, like, that was one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, because it just frees your brain up to not. I think what we forget, I can do it all. Yes, we can. Um, obviously, we yeah, can absolutely. if you want to. But yeah. it's that thing of what's sitting in the back of your mind. What's in the back of your mind that every night's still there? If yeah. it is there and it's really affecting you, I think it really pays to, to talk to other people. What are they doing? Yeah. You know, what, what helps them? And that's where a lot of these um, automations come in. You know, people that are new to business don't understand the power of automations and you've done that. So what is next, though? What is next for you? I know we've spoken about a few things at networking events. What's next for uh, Blacklash and where do you want to take it, do you think? What's the big vision dream? 
Mm, I'd like to um, probably get out of the home studio, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I love it. I love it here and it's so good um, for like my local clients. Um, but, yeah, I would like to, I think I'd like to move out of the studio. I feel like we're expanding out of that now. Um, I This year I really want to focus a lot more on the education stuff that I do. So, like I do private lessons and workshops um, and they like I just get such good feedback that the feedback that I get from clients that have had lessons is probably the the best feedback for me because it's always um oh my mum never taught me how to do makeup or I just don't know what products look good for me it's too hard you know there's I, I buy the wrong things I don't know what to do with it once I've bought it um, and, you know, like we are suckers for going into places like Mecca and, oh, that's pretty. Mm. <laughs> that looks pretty. And you get it home and you're like, what do I do with it? <laughs> uh, I, t- I tell you what makes me laugh. I think the last time I ever had an actual makeup lesson was in 1987 or probably 86. And that was blue eyeliner under the eye. Yeah. Where, uh, at that stage, Princess Dye had it. Yes. And it was very cool. Yeah. So. Maybe I need an upgrade or an update since then. So there might not be just young people, might just be some people that might need, you know, you know, granted that was the last one I ever had in a store that taught me anything. But, you know, it's one of those things where the power of education, people, it's just underestimated when it comes to, and I've seen your videos and you've done things also with the, the dance, because obviously your kids dance and you've got a history of dance and makeup. So there's a whole gap. Um, not a gap, but a market there too that needs yes. help and guidance. Mums like yeah. you that are busy but don't have the experience of how to do all of the the makeup and stuff. So you've got um, you know educational opportunities there, which I know you're exploring. So I think it's just an amazing opportunity to scale, isn't it? When you can have that education model, that being able to help more people with what you've got, I think yeah. is always that third step solopreneur to team and then team how can I get out to more people and make a bigger impact do you think that's like the the next sort of step that comes after having your your team set up yeah I think so like uh for me um you know with the with the education piece like it's not always just about um learning how to do makeup like if I if I hold a workshop um there's a, there's a fun element and like a community element to it as well, right? So um, it's definitely like those impacts as well as, yeah, you've learned how to do something, but it's you've enjoyed time. Yeah, it's experiences, isn't it? Yeah, experiences. And that's definitely like when when I talk to the girls, you know, that I've sort of, the two that I've brought on and if I bring more on, you know, my it's definitely not about getting your makeup done coming to get your makeup done with me (laughs) if you if you want someone who's going to silently paint your face I literally love the hour that I get to spend with you doing makeup because I learn so much and we can just discuss everything and I think ultimately people are all about experiences what's definitely the experience what did I see yesterday online um loaded brush Loaded Brush Instagram, I think, um, Perth, um, does the naked painting, you know, where you have yeah. the nude model. No, yes. You, yeah, have, yeah. you have some drinks and you get your girls yeah. together and you do yeah. art. And it just looked an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, you know. That's the, nothing to do with painting. The guy was great. The women were just laughing and the, the art they had, it was an experience. And I think makeup is like that because yeah. it is such a, 
a bonding experience and yeah, it's, it's fun creative. and it's practice it's and yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's more and more where we're going people just these days want to get together with people in real life especially after COVID and just have fun yep. and I think you ultimately are that anyway so you're saying it's not really you know anything you have is a vibe so I can imagine that the next step will start to be um, putting these things together and I can't wait um, for it to come. I'll be there. Uh, so I want to know from you before we finish up, um, yeah. what th- I'm throwing this at you, but what three things have you learned since going into business for yourself that you would maybe go back and tell yourself at the beginning? Those three things that not maybe that you would change, but that you would say to yourself um, if you could do it all again. Um, okay, so the first thing is definitely that you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I mean that from the perspective of like we said about hiring the VA, you know, use your skills in the right place. Yeah. But also um, joining Social Club Infusion yeah. has been the best thing that I've ever done for my business. I mean, I am an extrovert. I'm a networker, so it's easy for me. Um, but that, you know, you need like-minded people around you um, who get what you're doing, what you're going through, um, because quite often your friends and your family don't. No, so. and not the superficial level either, not the what can I get from you type yeah, of yeah. network. Yeah. Like, here's my business card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all part of it. It's all part yes. of referring, I think. But sometimes Absolutely. it's the I don't know what I'm doing anymore, I'm just going to burn it all to the ground yeah. and yeah. someone to go, I get you. Yeah, I'm there too, but let's work out a plan. Okay, so you can come out the other end because it's very easy. You want to burn it all to the ground every second week. Yeah. Um, as a small business owner, I think so. Um, it's some sanity with what is it? Your vibe attracts your tribe. So yeah. whatever that looks like for you. If some people love the breakfast, really, you know, sitting down at a table, corporate stuff, and that's great too. And yeah. some love a more of a vibe. And I think you find your tribe wherever that is, and and stick with it because it's hard. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. We know exactly. that's saying, exactly. but, yeah, but sometimes um, passion just out, what is it, outlies the um, logic. You yeah. just want to keep going because you want to make an impact. And I think that that has to be there to start. You had it, you had it originally and you came back to it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where the beauty of it. So niching, oh, beauty of it pun not intended. Uh, so niching in the beauty industry. So you've taken it from everyone going to everyone realizing that wasn't for you finding a gap in the market where you felt your skills and your passion lie and you then expanded that into a team that can provide that same impact and the next step is to provide that in education to more people I love that so you think about what you've done in the last few years um, and you should be very proud of yourself because uh, it takes a lot, especially with four young kids, to actually yeah. still continue to build and explore um, small business because a lot of people don't last um, because it gets to them. And, and I think you're right. Find your people, explore your options in scaling your business and get the support when you need it. I yeah. think that's what I would take away from this in regards to yeah, successfully niching in small yeah. business. And I yeah. think it's also important as well to remember that your timeline isn't somebody else's timeline. You know, like I've been in business for six years now, coming coming up six years. Um, could I have done 
quicker than what I've done it absolutely but I had four children and that that was my why you know the the flexibility of being a mum is what I wanted and so if I had done it any quicker that would have had to be pushed to the side and that you know so it's coming back to that like like you always say come back to your why remember why you were doing this and those four little people have always been at the center of why I'm doing this you know exactly. like obviously I love makeup I love people I love making people feel gorgeous and confident um but it really is about those four little people so to do it any quicker than what I have done it mm. would have meant that that mum stuff would have had to go and also that's what makes you you and that's what attracts people to yeah. you is that yeah. so I think we also have to be an owner authenticity in that regard uh because yeah it is hard I mean I've done it and built I've been in business 16 years this year and mine was seven months and you know two or whatever when I started and it's hard it is hard but the, you've got to remember as you just said the reason that you're not in a job is because of those little people so when they come to you and look at you and, you know, I used to say to people starting out a business with small kids, stare into their eyes and listen when they talk at least once a day, yeah, at least yeah. once, yeah. because yeah, those yeah. little people look up to you and yeah. you're not going to get that time back. So I love that. I love that. All right. Where can people find you if they need makeup or education or any of those things in regards to the natural aesthetic of makeup? How can they find you? Uh, so my website's probably the best place to head because you can get everything there, booking links, et cetera. So it's um, blacklashmakeup.com.au um, or Instagram and Facebook, I'm blacklashmakeuppath. Awesome. It's been amazing. Thank you for coming on and sharing Valentine's Day with me. It's been much appreciated. Well, it's probably the best thing that will happen to me today. I know, and I should have bought the bubbles and I didn't. I forgot. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm off to now go buy a thousand dollars worth of Valentine's Day prizes for somebody else for one oh. of my retail clients. So I get to shop, just not for me, but that's yeah. okay. All right. Um, thank you so much. And go and check Tara out, everyone online. And I'll put all the links in the description in the show notes. So thank you very much. And I will see you at the next networking event. Yes, I'll be there. Thanks, Nick. Bye. Bye.